wash your vegetables and fruit. Wash them. That was one of the most terrifying Snapchats you've ever sent me. And you're a spooky guy, so I get terrifying Snapchats frequently. <laughs> we were washing it and soaked it. And a spider, tiny, tiny baby spider, came off of either strawberries or blueberries. Don't know which one, but it's currently in a bowl of water upstairs. Soak your produce. Don't know what's hiding on those bad boys. Uh, when Katie th- feels like the sink is clean enough, she'll go and just dump all of the fruit that we buy into the sink. And yeah. she has this little like all-natural like uh, fruit cleaner, I guess, is, is the best way Ooh. to put it. Um, and she'll, uh, she'll put a little bit of that in the water and let them sit for a while and get all the gunk off of them. Yeah. Uh, produce is gross, turns yeah. out. There's a lot of ickies on them. Uh, and I've never seen a bug until today. And I don't want to eat anything anymore. So this reminds me of something that I learned a long time ago, and it's terrified me ever since. Have you ever heard of banana spiders? I have, actually. Oh. I don't know if I've seen one, but I know I've heard of them. It was maybe... I feel like maybe it was a, a problem when we were in like middle school, high school time, but like there are massive spiders from South America that live in bananas and live in banana trees. Oh, thanks. And no, thank you. There were some that were making it to the United States because they were hiding thanks. in the bananas or like the eggs were in the bananas. And then by the time they got to the United States, oh, there were spiders. No, thank you. And nope. it has straight up terrified me for a long time. I, like I purely don't eat like bananas as much as I used to because of that. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that one. Uh, and it's they're awful. big, like tarantula-sized spiders that they grow into. Nope. Ugh. No, thank you. I'm a. That's awful. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Um, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, frequently, I think about like what it would be like to to go to Australia and we, you know, we talked to Jake. It sounds like it's a good time. Yeah. It's a blast. And then every so often I'll get an Australian person on my TikTok, and they're like, yeah, we have like spiders in the apartment, but they're no big deal. And I'm like, what, uh, what does it mean? What do you mean? It's no big deal. Cause like when I get a spider in the house, I there, I, I I'm in a basement. I get spiders down here sometimes. Yeah. They are never bigger than like a dime. And yeah. that's big enough for me. I still almost burn my house down every time. It is absolutely terrifying. Um, Well, I hope you throw all that fruit away and you don't ever think about it again. And that sucks because it's like $100 worth of food now with the way that food prices are going. But it seems like the reasonable response is is to just throw it all away and start over. That's right. I'm only eating McDonald's from now on. Nothing can live on that. I had Wendy's for lunch. Oh, God. Big old frosty. Terrible didn't find a there. bug in there. Didn't find a bug in there. I didn't look through it because who knows. <laughs> but I'm not going to let it ruin my experience. Dad. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Szymanski. Jared, how the heck are you? Joseph, I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah. It's, it's Tuesday night. Make my way through the week. 
Um, Making my way downtown. Walking fast, if you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Joe, I'm going to give you a guess on what time my oldest son fell asleep tonight. Um, It's 8.40 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's go with 8 o'clock. Earlier. 7 o'clock? Earlier. 6 o'clock? 5.50. Oh man, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not feeling well. Like this is earlier wow. than normal because he was just so. Uh, Katie had a thing at five, so I had the kids from like five to six, um, and we were just hanging out doing stuff. Uh, and Ben did not eat any of his dinner. Was very whiny, no. crying the whole time. Like needed to be held, needed to be. Um, I was like, okay, do you want to watch a little bit of Bluey? And we'll watch some Bluey, and then we'll reassess after that. Like watch a little bit of Bluey. Yeah. And maybe we'll go in the backyard, play with our Jeep or whatever we have. And he's like, okay, sounds good. So he sits on the couch, we watch a little bit of Bluey. Uh, and then he's snuggling on me as we're sitting on the couch. I'm like, okay, it's nice. We're calm down. Uh, watch a few episodes of Bluey. And then I was like, okay, let's go outside and play in the backyard. We love going outside. We love being outside. Absolutely not. Not even a little bit. And oh. I was like, that's like not like you he's just wanted to be held i'm like this is like he's a little bit bigger than that now right like that's not a normal occurrence for right. him anymore um and so we're sitting there and he just wants to be held and of course will also wants to be held because will is of the appropriate age yeah. that he wants to be held all the time <laughs> so i'm like right. juggling these two crying kids between like who wants to be held and who doesn't um and then he just wouldn't go outside and i tried to bribe him I'm like hey do you want a popsicle? We can have popsicles. Like, yeah, sure. So I get him a popsicle out of the freezer and I put it on his dinner plate and I set him down so that I can open it. And he just melts down, starts crying again. Oh, then no. I put him down in his chair and I set the popsicle on his, on his uh, plate and he does not even touch it. Doesn't even look at it. Just wants to be held. I'm like, okay, do you want to just go like sit in your bed? And he goes, yeah, me go nap. I'm like, oh, no. sir, it is five forty five. Uh, like I this even for you this is wild and you just yeah. me go nap me go nap so I was like okay so I put him in his bed I put a nighttime diaper on him just in case I was like he's gonna like sit on his bed and then go do something else this is just a, right. a thing sat down in his bed the light was on the door was open and he had like his lullaby music playing still not even like his sound machine just lullaby music playing he leaned on my shoulder and fell asleep in like three minutes Wow. Just immediately felt. I was like, this, even for you, the king of going to bed early, this is wild. Um, so, yeah, yeah. at 5.50, my son was asleep in his bed with the door closed and, like, just out for the night. So, Is any concern that it is just a nap he, if he wakes up? Uh, I am, I'm not worried that he's going to wake up as a nap, especially because he's been yeah. asleep for three hours already. Um. If he had woken up like right away an hour later, I would have been like, oh my God, what did I, do? you know, what kind of mistake did I make? Um, what I'm mo mostly worried about, he's going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. He's going to be ready to go. Rearing to go at four o'clock in the morning because he's been asleep for 10 hours and is yeah. ready to go. And that's my biggest fear because if it has been even him going to bed, so like, We've been doing no nap. I think I think we talked about that on the, on the show a little bit. Yeah. Um, we've been doing no nap, and that's been difficult, but it's like he 
fights and fights and fights. So the last like week or so, we found out he loves to fall asleep in the car. He absolutely just wants to nap in the car. Yeah. So when Katie and them are out or out going somewhere, he'll fall asleep in the car. And then I'll bring the baby inside and let him sleep for like 45 minutes. And then that's enough to get us through the end of the day. Right. Uh, but even if he goes to bed at like 7.30, he's waking up at 6 a.m. on the nose. 5.50, 6 a.m. on yeah. the nose. Um, and then, so there's been no like balance to his not napping. It's not like a, mm. oh, you know, I'll, I'll not nap, but then I'll sleep throughout the entire night. Nothing like that. Just right. purely going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. And then not napping and struggling throughout the day and then super tired by the end of the yeah. day. And then cycle repeats, right? And so, and they've been going and going for the last couple of days. Like they, Katie's been, they went to the Henry Ford for like five hours yesterday. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And so they were, he, they were there with his cousins uh, and just playing and seeing everything and outside. Um, and then today they went to the park, they went to the store, they were like out and about doing stuff in the sun. Um and he just would not nap in the house, not even a little bit. So we're like, oh, maybe it's just like today's an extra hard day. But he felt a little warm before going to bed. Um, I don't know about you, but like the thermometers in our house never survive. I just don't like, oh, I don't yeah. know if it's because we don't use them often enough, but like they they just never survive. So I didn't have a thermometer on hand. I wasn't going to like change a battery while I'm holding him in one arm and have another baby chase me around the house. So. Um, right we'll have him go to sleep and we'll deal with it tomorrow yeah well good luck i hope your 4 a.m party is i will stellar. send you a message at 4 a.m when i'm wide awake yeah. with him and i can't even you start better. the coffee maker because it will grind the beans and wake katie up and the baby up so <laughs> just be you better uh go to bed right after this call i tell you i might have to i just might it has been it's been one of those uh one of those weeks so but you know at the same on the same token having him asleep by six o'clock and just having the baby to deal with much, much easier. Oh yeah, totally. Have you gained a, an appreciation for having one kid by themselves? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, when the melatonin kicks in for Cora early enough and she's out by like eight thirty, and mm-hmm. we have like an hour, hour and a half with gray, like that's pretty nice. Cause he's, chill that gives us time for one of us to like do whatever chores need to be done or then also work with grayson and then um you know that that definitely definitely is nice to have that just a little bit of one-on-one time at night uh especially because we don't really get one-on-one time with them anymore because no no now coral will a lot of times fight through the melatonin now and be up till like 10 o'clock at night again your kids our kids are opposite complete opposites Although Crazy. I will say Will is much more, uh, I like to joke that Ben's on Katie's sleep schedule and Will's on mine because Will goes to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock and wakes up at um, like seven o'clock. So yeah. a much more, I, it's still early for you, but like a much more normal time for us. Whereas Ben is asleep by seven thirty at the latest and yeah. awake at 6am always. Yeah. So it's Oof. just, it's uh. Yeah, it's wild. So kids are crazy. So that's that's what what we've been dealing with this week. Makes it Rooney. How was your weekend overall? It was pretty good. I think we didn't do a ton. Uh, just kind of relaxed. Saturday it rained all day, right? So like, just kind of hung out. I 
we did all those house pro- or I was doing the floor and everything like that uh, the weekend before. So I was like, yeah. I just need a. L- I still have some finishing touches I need to do, but I was like, I just need a break from doing this. Uh, it's it's done enough now. It's not perfect, but I still have some finishing things. But I was like, I just need a break right. before I jump back into it. Um, so just kind of hung out, did that, and then Sunday the the weather was gorgeous. Um, so we woke up on Sunday morning and went out and went for uh, a hike at the state park by us. Um, and uh, it was Ben. Ben hadn't been there since he was like a little little. So this is, like probably the first time he mm-hmm. can sort of remember what's what's going on. Um, and he loved it, but he kept saying that there were dinosaurs chasing us. <laughs> and he just he calls them big guys. He says, "Daddy, there's a big oh, guy funny. coming. There's a big guy coming." <laughs> like, what do you mean there's a big guy coming? He's like, "Dinosaur, big guy coming." That's um, funny. So that's how we know we've shown our kids Jurassic Park too young. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, that was fun. So we did that and just hung out. I mowed and did a bunch of yard work on uh, on Sunday because the weather was nice. Um, one of my, the, the side yard I have, the grass is like mm-hmm. overgrown on the sidewalk. And even though I edge it to like, keep it from growing anymore to cut it back yeah. to the side, like there's like an inch of sidewalk still that I have to like, I had to actually go through and cut. And so I finally did it yeah. on Sunday and gave myself a nice blister on the corner of my thumb. Um, and you working hard. So yeah, just, just hard work all around. Um, so I did that all day Sunday, and that was a good time. Uh, yeah, so just hung out, relaxed, tried to tried to not think about anything, and, and relax and enjoy our time together. So that was pretty good. Nice. How about That's you? Cool. What did you do this weekend? Um, Saturday, we got up, and we went to the um, Oddities and Curiosities Expo in Novi. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was great. It was full of just a bunch of, like, dead things and skeletons and, like, artists and tchotchkes that are like spooky and weird and macabre so this um, is, it's more than halloween right this is not like a yeah. halloween thing this is a a total no. general spookiness thing total like i would say macabre it's like almost it's exactly what you think an oddities and curiosities expo would be yeah right so you know there's vendors selling um butterflies right that have been preserved there's you know you could buy snake skeletons you could buy taxidermied animals mm-hmm. or you could buy clothes like you know or artist prints um and then like the artist formerly tchotchkes, known you know. as prince <laughs> nailed it got it <laughs> you could buy him um and then they have you know tchotchkes and little decorations and things like that um they awful also offered like a taxidermy class you could take if you wanted huh. uh yeah, and it it was a really really cool. Uh, I could have stayed there all day. There's two bars in the show floor room, so wow. like get some drinks. Like we had the kids with us, but if we didn't, I would have just had some drinks and just like wandered around for like eight hours, just because there's so much to look at. And it was only Saturday, so you can like you know it was packed. Yeah, of course. Um, you had to you know see it all in one day. Um, we walked out of there with five four prints um from artists and then a butterfly that had been preserved and put into like a really pretty picture mm-hmm. like a picture frame and backdrop um so we got those and put them up and it was it was pretty neat uh to go do that have you ever gone to like a shop that does that like have you ever seen 
I don't like know. that um, sells that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a leading question. We had one in Kansas City. Um, so every uh month in Kansas City, they do something called First Friday. And it's like a big street vendor fair, and like there's art yeah. exhibits and things like that. It's really cool. One of the coolest things about Kansas City. Uh, and right where they held that First Friday uh, every month, they had a store on the corner that sold exactly what you're talking about, like yeah. deer skulls and you know like. Uh, preserved butterflies and taxidermy animals and th- it was more than just like I've, it's it's a weird balance right because especially when we talk about taxidermy animals i am a redneck have come from a long line of rednecks right there's a lot of taxidermy animals i would not call them oddities and curiosities there's just a bunch of deer heads everywhere this yeah. is more like spooky uh, is the best way to put it right? right and there was a store that was like purely dedicated to selling those kind of kinds of things yeah i've i've seen a couple of stores like that mostly it's like these vendor shows where you, we see most of them yeah um it was really cool uh i enjoyed it kayla enjoyed it uh the kids you know they didn't care either way cora yeah. did like a couple of the stuff um but on our way out we got a new wagon a couple weeks ago um Ooh. grayson was standing up in a wagon and i was pushing him out and uh we were on the sidewalk and the wheel was kind of cockeyed and i went to push it and the wagon jumped and grayson fell out of the wagon Ooh. and landed straight on cement of course which was terrifying because uh, he definitely went like head first yeah um so immediate crying you know picking him up and just running to the car um immediate like swelling of the head scratch like okay great now what do we do like we got to keep an eye on him Mm -hmm. um after a few minutes you know just like him letting it all out we started talking to him and you know he was responding so we're like okay that's good um he's just kind of sad because it hurt right like the dude literally just fell straight dome to cement i think all of Uh, us can identify with getting a little yeah um so we stopped at the store and got some milk and bought a bottle because I had forgotten to pack a bottle. Honestly, I didn't think we would need a bottle. Um, and uh, he chilled out and was totally fine. Next day, the swelling went down. He just has a scrape on his Scratch, forehead yeah. now. Yeah. So we did that Saturday, and then Sunday was just kind of chores day around the house. We, you know, did dishes and whatnot. And uh, what did I? Oh, I caulked the tub and i ripped all the caulk out of the tub and re-caulked it so did that Uh, because it's getting pretty moldy and gnarly and then uh i'm going to camp in a couple weeks the camp that kayla and i volunteer at so i'm planning that so i was doing that on sunday um that's kind of it our weekends are pretty busy nowadays um there's never a dull moment i feel i walk into work and we have our meetings everyone's like how's your weekend and like most of us have kids, so it's always like, you know, we did this and that. And I'm like, I honestly, yeah. just kid stuff from sun up to sundown. Yep. Yeah. Sunday night, we walked to the park and uh, the kids played and ran hard. And then we mm-hmm. walked back, like, you know, it was just nonstop. But it was it was fun. It was a good weekend. Um, Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Um, We had the awesome opportunity to get to interview um nick scrivens who is the founder and ceo of forefathers apparel um it's an amazing company that uh has some great uh clothing for 
dads and and their kids but um they make go- i guess what they would call golf polos but i don't golf so i'm just gonna wear it as a regular polo mm-hmm. um and uh we got to chat with him about kind of it's like running a business starting a business and and being a dad and and you know following that kind of passion of his all right and we are here now with nick scrivens the ceo and founder of forefathers apparel nick thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it yeah no i appreciate you guys having me uh it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah we're we're super excited to have you uh we got some questions coming your way um so you know right off the bat why don't you tell us kind of your dad slash adulting story? What kind of led you into your dad life and what led you here? Yeah, uh, it's hard, right? Um, so real quick, born and raised in Maryland, went to school in Philly, lived in Brooklyn for about five years with some of my best friends. Uh, first couple jobs, cleaning floors, cleaning toilets, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just all overall grind, uh, but naturally ended up being a sales guy. And instead of um, ending up in a ditch or a gutter in New York City, as my young 20s rebel self uh, couldn't handle it, <laughs> I uh, flipped the coin of my next uh, city. It was either going to be between Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, or Dallas, Texas. Fell on Dallas, Texas. I've been here ever since. Um, that's 10 years now. Um, you know, lived the 20s life, uh, lived the early 30s life, wanted a little bit more. Um met my wife, uh, got engaged, bought a house, got married, had our first kid, uh, all under four years. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we got married in Mexico, February 1st, uh, just uh, amazing time. And it was 2020 Mm -hmm. and just Uh. a few few weeks later, uh, everything shuts down. So You know, what did we do? Well, we had a kid in December, uh, just like probably most parents that uh, just got married right before COVID. Uh, But yeah, that was kind of the start of the family life, man. And, um, you know, with that being said, uh, started working with a childhood friend, um, had an idea of putting dad-isms on high-end clothing, which would have been polos. It was kind of a just a aha moment, and still to this day, I I still think that there's lightning in a bottle that we're capturing. Um, but more importantly, I think there's a huge shift into the definition of the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know your guys' uh, history of your dads and what they did for occupation, but mine was the the tie, the starch shirts, the mustache, the glasses. You know, the uh, went out in the morning, six a.m., came home at seven, was like, you know barely solemn. He was working hard for the family for a better tomorrow. Um, and, you know, spending time with him on the weekends was limited too, because, you know, he was tired, he would play golf or whatever. And um, now with COVID, I know it's impacted many individuals, many different ways. But fortunately for me and my family, um, it's been amazing. I'm an, I'm an IT sales guy, uh, full time. I do four fathers on this on the side, but hopefully one day we grow. But I've been able to see my kids develop. Um, I get to warm bottles, play diaper, you know, change diapers, um, read them stories, put them down for naps, and you get to see them evolve, become a, you know, becoming a child. And these moments, uh, you know, are really fucking tough. So let me, let me not, let me not share. But, but uh, to be a part of it, and you know, 
to build a brand around the the mission of celebrating the do it all dad while elevating dad's apparel um it, it was just really important um at that time because um you know it's it is tough uh, especially when you have bad babies like i have have colicky and everything. um oh, no. but wouldn't change it for the world yeah so yeah. so then that's uh 2021 we kind of get got cracking it took us about 10 months to frankenstein the uh the polo together where we were comfortable and confident to one share with like our friends and family mm. uh did about like 35 40 samples did you know tested out five to seven manufacturers and uh you know it's 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 been going <laughs> for sure <laughs> been going. i love that uh so you're speaking my language for a couple of reasons one my son was august 2020 my first son so absolutely yeah. in the same boat it was we found out December of 2019 and ever you know, the world literally changed after that. I've, I don't even remember what yesterday was like because of how fast yeah. things have gone <laughs> since that moment, like two big major life events, right. Within each other. Like, Oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like almost like you have to kind of like recognize too. It's like, how the hell did they parent before COVID? You know, it's right. like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Cause it's tough, man. It's tough. It's, it's crazy. I, I talk about that all. One of my favorite things, and it, it leads me into the next question I have for you is like, so for me, you talked a lot about like being able to spend time with your kids. That was one of big. So I, I was an in-office worker and then COVID hit and I have not gone back to the office since I, I was like, you know what, if it's going to be work from home, I'm going to adjust myself and work from home. And luckily I do similar, I do biz, business analytics. So like similar vein of it where I can work from home, work from any computer really. Um, and so but I've, I've made that shift as a dad of like, okay, I'm going to be here. Nobody really outside, you know, before 2020, people didn't get to experience their kids the way I have, right? Like that same thing on lunch, I can just go up and put a, put a kid down for a nap. That's not mm -hmm. something I ever would have been able to do before 2020, you know, like things like it's crazy, but it's all I've ever known as a dad. And it leads me to my next question of like, how do you balance being a dad and, and running and owning your own business? Because like, as just a nine to five warrior, I find it tough. You know, I'm, I'm at home working from home, just working nine to five. And I still am like, where do I even get time? You know, we were joking before we started recording about like, how do you even find time to record this podcast? Because like finding an hour each week is difficult. So like, how do you balance that? How do you f find the time to like do it all? I guess. A lot of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely a lot of whiskey. Um, and, uh, you know, so first and foremost, right. Um, my goal, yes, is to build a badass men's apparel company that encompasses the do it all dad, not a lie in that, but my vision is to use clothing as a vehicle to build a community of moms and dads alike. Because when I became a dad, I wanted to own it mm. and I wanted to be really good at it. Right. And where did I go to learn? You go to YouTube and yeah, who right. do you learn from? <laughs> you you learn from women no offense but you know I, you know my only a growing up was recess right and it's like I, i'm this you know this jock guy growing up like to then listen to women tell me that a parent i'm like all right this sounds like my mom like mm -hmm. they're not wrong whatever they're saying wasn't wrong i was just like where's the man's narrative like where's the man's like to shoot me straight and to tell me how to become a father I, I, yeah. you know it's not like hey this thing pops out, you catch it. And it's like, boom, you got a title dad. Like 
you know, truth be told, like some people suck and some dads suck and it, it helps me stay present. It helps me stay motivated on what I'm doing. And to answer your question, you know, it's, man, I, I, I can't, I don't even want to tell you how many hours for, between the real job and, and four fathers, you know, I'm a one man shop, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, you can see it behind me. Um, but you just kind of always like, well, when my when my kids are old enough to talk to me like and have real conversations, they're gonna ask about this time period of like we were babies and you were doing it. And it's like, yeah, because I wanted a better tomorrow for you guys, and I wanted you guys to reflect on what your dad was doing at that in this moment. So when you have kids, <laughs> you'll have no damn excuses uh, not to. <laughs> Um, but to get back to them, right. I, I believe in life. It's all about the stories that you can tell. Um, I was always a guy that said yes to everything. And, you know, if you've ever grabbed a beer with me, hopefully you've learned a few things and they were pretty cool because, uh, you know, it's, it, it's what makes us great. And I wanted to be able to give back to my children and their children, something that can identify what represents fatherhood, parenthood, because men don't talk about it enough. Um, it's I, I always say it's cooler for men to talk about if Aaron Rodgers is going to win the fucking Super Bowl or if LeBron James is going to play with Bronny at happy hours. And it's like, you know, I don't give a shit about that. But I, what I do care about is anybody else going through this thing with their one-year-old, he won't sleep through the night. I'm upstairs bouncing on a yoga ball from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> Have you ever dealt with that? Like, I would love love some uh, insight and how you, uh, if you could fix that, right? Um, So it's a little bit more like in-depth, real conversations of what's really going on. Because, I mean, just to give you guys more visibility into, you know, my past is like when my wife, who is extraordinary, going through, uh, you know, late not labor but you know pregnancy then labor then post and uh, she was like hey you know it had i'm not feeling anything but i want to warn you like a lot of women do get postpartum and i'm like nodding my head I'm like what's postpartum like i had no idea right and, yeah you know it's not because i was neglecting it but it's just like yeah i went to all boys school like you know we didn't really talk about the, the women's uh body a lot yeah. uh, you know <laughs> by, at parties but um yeah, I just knew there was a huge gap. So the balance comes in the motivating yourself for a better tomorrow with your kids, which sounds cliche, but if you're a parent and you, and you give a fuck, like that's real um, because it, it is tough. Like you're a lot, a lot of weekends, like there's no days off. Like I, I haven't, you know, we have, my wife and I legitimately have not taken a vacation since we got married um, mm-hmm. due to COVID due to this. Mm-hmm. So it's uh there is no balance there's more i would say more of it is like the ncaa tournament you survive and you advance yep that's that's yeah yeah that's kind of what we talk about a lot is you know every once in a while we'll we'll try to give out advice on some of our episodes and it just ends up being like you know what you're gonna parent how you parent and we're it's there's no special potion or trick to make it all work out it's always just keep rowing the boat right like just keep moving forward that's all you can do at the end of the day yeah because because you really don't have to ask you can really almost tell the parents that don't want to own it don't care for it right like they're the kids that are running around running around running around like causing all the destruction it's like you know you really don't want to go on vacation with that family because it's not really a vacation or it's like hey like hey is your kid um what's he doing? He's like, he's watching TV. It's like, all right. Three hours goes by. What's your kid doing? Watching TV. 
It's like mm -hmm. there's so many ways to cheat it. And it's like yeah. that's why I can confidently express how much it sucks and how hard it is. <laughs> because if you're good at it, hey, if you're trying to get a nice body, it sucks, doesn't it? Uh, you have to diet, you have to work out, right? To do all the hard things. Like it's not fun, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like what type of dad you want to be? What type of kids do you want to raise? And that's where you can definitely differentiate yourself from some of the people that, you know, enjoy it um, and can really talk about it. Have you found through, so, you know, we've done, as we've gone through this, it's not just, like you said, not just apparel, but you also, you have a blog on your website, you have a whole, you know, host of resources for parents and things like that. Have you, is there like one memory or one nugget that stuck out to you as you've been doing this that like, says oh yeah this is i've really taken something for that or that's changed me better for the better in, in the future yeah that's interesting right i i think um a lot of those moments happen you know organically when i talk to people talk to customers um that are like yo like you know it's like uh how, you know uh what do your customer always say it's like well what took you so long right like where has that dad <laughs> brand been yeah. that represents mm -hmm. who we are i mean everything in our dad isms are like what we do right and i'll shoot you straight before covid i never knew how to use a drill a hammer i didn't know anything about a homeowners <laughs> and you know then you start taking down fans putting fans up tvs up then you start uh, taking down your fence restructuring it you build you know homemade uh raised gardens and then people reach out they're like oh wow like you know how do you do that and it's just like you know one youtube but two it's like you want to encompass everything a dad really is. So I think just by actively doing stuff, people have now recognized and like, they'll be like, oh man, like how did you make that raised garden? Uh, so that's like the really cool part where, you know, you become more of a, a, a brand that people can learn from, right? Not only of yeah. like the bad and tough times, but if you go to our database, for example, like we have certain categories like DIY stuff, gardening, barbecue, you know, what else do dads do? Like you can't really talk about a Biza and you know the, yeah. the bars anymore. <laughs> uh, so you you talk about life, and um, that's just really cool stuff. Yeah, and real quick, I want to talk about that because that was one thing that I found super interesting when you know I looked at at your site. I was like, oh yeah, clothing apparel, like. Yeah, the designs on the clothing are amazing. Like, they're super cool. But then I saw this thing, the database. And I said, what's this? And I clicked on it. And I was like, holy cow, this is a whole blog that people contribute to. Just, you know, typical users as well as you guys as a company kind of on everything. And I just pulled it up real quick. And the first three things are short rib taquitos, uh, indoor Olympics, five, blowing, or five mind blowing activities for kids. And then um, you have a dad diary number one. Um, so it's just kind of all over the board of things that people are contributing to that's so amazing. And I, was, and I told Jared, I was like, you know, look at this apparel website. I said, but then go look at the database. Like, yeah. look at these blogs and these instructions and everything that people are doing out there. Like, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, you wouldn't go to, uh, you know, a big brand website and then also see a blog about how to cook short ribs. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah because you know one like i'm not full of shit right like I, I want to build a community of moms and dads alike because like you know my wife stays at home with the kids i have a the best babysitter who comes i have the best in-laws my brother lives here my mom lives here like i got a support system i have the village and i can still say confidently like it's hard 
as mm, for me too to get by. And like I know now, um, and I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about how the business kind of originated, right? So here we are, I think we're going to kill it. Like, oh, who's not going to buy our stuff, man? I get product November 23rd. I had about 175 pre-orders and um, uh, packaging them all up. Oh, man, holidays is coming. Bang, no sales. Flipped on the lights, nothing. Not even like a traffic. Couldn't even, couldn't even give away our polos. Mm. And all of a sudden, about a week later, I get an email and it's like, hey, bloke, I just want to ask you, like, do you ship to Australia? And I'm like, I don't know why I say in that voice, like, because it's an email. So I don't know how to ask that. Like, we have a couple Australia. Australian listeners that are going to hear yeah, that. And, yeah. gonna... and he's like, yeah. I saw, he's like, I saw your meme in uh, with a Facebook group. And I'm like, what? And I, first of all, I was like, yo, I came and ship. I don't even know how to ship down the street right now. Like, I'll figure it out, like, how to ship to Australia. Right. But the reason I bring it up is because uh, one of the memes that we created for our lawn shirt, it got circulated into a bunch of these Facebook and Reddit groups where people were paying attention to all these lawn communities. So like one, that identified our marketing framework. But more importantly, the reason I, I explain it is because it introduced me to all the dad communities on the web where men are truly expressing their true feelings of the hardships and challenges that they're going through. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. This wasn't I expected. Can can someone call me? Like, these are real strangers. You'll get like 400 people that could contribute and like, yo, man, let's talk. Hey, don't do anything stupid, man. Uh, here's We're here for you. Like these, these communities of men that were providing true emotions of like, oh, I, I haven't seen my kids in two years. My, my wife's a bitch, man, but I finally got them back. Uh, like true stories. And and then it, it became more of an obsession of mine. It's like, yo, how do I build our community, right? How do I build a safe place for men and women to really talk and learn from one another? And, you know, there's always ideas. And if, you know, we were having this later with some whiskey, I could really get in depth on some of those, uh, those ideas on how to expand on the community. Because at the end of the day, anyone can spend money to build you the best polo. You, you can throw thousands at it until you got it just right. Is that cool? Absolutely. Like, it's cool to wear nice stuff. It's cool to have people in the street wearing forefathers. I absolutely love it. But if forefathers could become a community where men and women were learning on how to be better parents to give back to the next generation, mm -hmm. that's the most important thing to me. Because you, we can go in any sideways conversations about what's going on in the world, aliens, you know, presidencies, <laughs> whatever. Um, but it's like, why don't we just focus on educating our families, our kids, and start there. And then maybe our communities, then our schools, then our cities and states. But if we can start to place those nuggets into our kids first, that's how we're going to do it, right? And um, that's what's really important to me because um, – like I said, I work a full-time job, have four fathers. But there's some dads out there that work three jobs and never get to see their kids. And when they have that moment, that hour, like they own it. And I'm always envious and jealous of those guys that can like do that because there are out there. And like, I see like the post and everything. So, uh, you know, that's why, you know, even more insight to the business, but like, that's why our polos will never be, you know, higher than 75 bucks. Like, cause we, you know, we, I do know that customers save up money for some of our polos. Like they tell me, and it's a, uh, it's amazing feeling of that, but we want to be, you know, for the do it all dad. And we want to elevate dad apparel because, you know, is it funny to talk about the new balances, high white socks, jean shorts? Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. But like, 
we all grew up wearing Jordans, nice, you know, mm-hmm. Under Armour for the dry fit. And it's like, I didn't want to stop that just because I had a kid. hundred <laughs> percent. I, I, like, I do like wearing nice clothing. So that yeah. leads me right into my next question because, you know, talking about you, you know, the dadisms and, and doing dad apparel, what led you to golf, you know, polos and golf specific apparel? Is it the, the, the dad, it, as a golfer, I can say I golf all the time. I'm very excited to wear the polos because I yeah. like, that's what I do. Uh, but what led you there? Was that, you know, are you a golfer and you, it just kind of clicked? Was it a, a, a brainstorming idea? How, what led you to, to this branch of, of clothes? Cause we were dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and let me explain, right? Like, um, with COVID, a lot of the companies like Forefathers kind of just popped up, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start that, right? Real saturated in the golf market. But what's even was even more saturated at the time and probably still to this day um, was drop shipping, right? You could do a digital print. You could have 400 products and you really just ha- had to build out a, a website and people could shop and you would never touch the product. Um, but I, I, so I, I mean, I played golf in college. I suck now it's 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 awesome um but but polos you know you started to see a transition it at work-life balance right it's Mm -hmm. uh it became more casual to wear nice slacks with a nice polo tucked in you could get away with that and so you know i like to think you know the idea was you know everybody has that buddy you know the the scenario where you're walking up to the pro shop and you know you drive yourself, you got your three other friends coming. And it's like, has anybody else checked in? And then you see that one dude in your crew that wears like the rainbow shirts. And you're like, Oh God, like, yeah, he's already checked in. I see him at the driving range. Um, you know, we didn't want that. And yeah. we wanted the polo to become more universal where you wear it on zoom calls, you wear it to work, you wear it to date night, you wear it to birthday parties, whatever it may be, because one, the fabric and the product itself as really enhanced over the last three, four years. Um, and I don't think you, I think a t-shirt can only be so nice. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, it is, but you can definitely see the differences in fabric with polos. So, you know, the ideas of looking at some of the modern day um, organizations that kind of were still just doing the solid stuff, you know, straight lines. And then there've been a few companies that put a little decals on it. Um, we thought it would be better to skip all the first steps of starting a business and not learn a damn thing uh, and just go high-end right into polos. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's what we were wearing the majority of our times, right? And and yeah, so it it really, that's really how it started. Um, We should have started smaller, but we didn't. (laughs) I'm happy with it. I love it. I think that's a a really great... It's the idea of like expressing your individuality, right? I, I think we as dads have fewer and fewer areas to do that. I just purely the th- amount of things in our lives, finding places to express what we like in our individual individuality is really difficult. And things like the golf course, things like going to work. And like you, you said exactly right. I wearing a full button up shirt now is like a once in a once a year thing for me. I it would take a lot to get me into a full button down shirt. So, polos are my are my step up, right? If I'm not yeah. work when I'm doing things on camera, when I got to, you know, take big meetings, I'm in a polo. I'm not I'm not going to go iron a shirt, put on a suit, you know, like 
I'm just gonna put on a polo, and I, I, it just fits so well to not just hey the apparel that you want to sell, but like the brand that you're talking about and the the community you want to push also works with just the polo, you know, idea of like hey, it's subtle, simple changes, but it's in a way that you can wear it whenever you want. I, th- I think that's really great. I love it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you two different things. One, you know, besides Christmas where everybody's exchanging and receiving gifts, uh, what's the next favorite holiday? And, you know, when you reflect on it and you think about it, even from your young days to your college days and even a parent is, I like to say, Halloween. And it because it gives everybody an opportunity to wear their favorite costume, to be their favorite character, their favorite hero. You get to feel that you are this other person. And, you know, I think that's one thing with our designs, that alignment that I see all the time. Our customers, when I do the festivals and booths, like the like uh, the sons roll up. Oh, my gosh. My dad loves drinking beer. He beer me for him or when <laughs> oh, when mom when mom goes out for wine night dad does not know how to cook he orders pizza pizza night is definitely right a lot of the schools do donuts with dad so there's this like alignment on who you are to your core that our polos hopefully resonate with our directly to our consumers and even uh friends of friends like oh i'm gonna go get that one like my dude's at a a barbecue competition he needs meat sweats right so (laughs) there is that type of like hey who are what type of dad are you Mm -hmm. and like which polo would you want that that you think reflects of who people think you are? So there's that Halloween aspect to what we do, um, which is really, really fun. So that's that has definitely been one of the the best um, representation of like you know who, who we are. Then the second component is some data at you, which I'm not a data guy. Eighty um, percent of people that walk up to a golf course on Saturday do not have a full foursome meaning that people are mixing, matching their foursomes and everybody's wearing a polo because mm-hmm. it's a golf polo. And when you see a nice shirt, you ask your, you know, who that, maybe even your buddy, let's say, or a stranger is like, oh, it's a nice shirt. Where'd you get it? Oh, it's a, uh, it's Peter Millar. It's a, uh, you know, bad birdie. Um, cool. Like the conversation kind of stops then. Yeah. But what my hope is, is that we're empowering our consumers to fulfill and to communicate our mission in their own words. Because if someone said, that's a nice shirt, where'd you get it? Four fathers, you almost instantaneously can assume that dude's a dad, that dude likes being a dad. And you start to build this organic rapport that's all surrounded about being a dad and family. So when you're playing throughout the 18 holes, hopefully we're equipping our customers with with enough to then build relationships out in the streets that if clothing and a name can do that, help people come together, um, that that has that was definitely a focus as well um, when we were building out the brand and the name. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so as we kind of start to to wrap up the conversation, um, I have a, a question for you that uh, I I wanted to know because this was actually a this whole kind of apparel conversation was a topic that I had in mind before we even decided to, to get on a call with you. Um, but other than forefathers polos, uh, what other items do you think every dad should have in his closet or their closet? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, um, that's when the whiskey truly start to kick in on my side and I'll be completely <laughs> honest because like, okay, I don't have any experience, previous knowledge of apparel. Right. Yeah. And it almost makes me think to, 
how do you start to get into other avenues that dads really do like a, you know, a cooler, for example, just front of mind mm-hmm. of ties, right? That's apparel yeah. for sure. But, but how do you get into different avenues? Like, you know, you know, but um, the products every day from, you know, standpoints, underwear, socks um, <laughs> love it that's what we really want to do because we do have some it, it's hard to sell because people think of socks as you know low end i'll go i used to be the walmart guy buy the white socks and that was it uh but right. now we have some really high-end socks that are i'd never not wear um but you know those are the necessary things i think like um belts would be really cool um that could grow with dads because uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> um but yeah I, I think you know my goal is obviously as the owner is to always think what's next and how do you continuously grow and i I'll, I'll be fully transparent is that i don't necessarily see us just being an apparel brand um yeah see us being the the do-it-all dad and dads do a lot of shit so um yeah. <laughs> how do you do it but uh we'll get there i i know this year uh i'm totally pumped for, we have some performance hoodies coming out. I yes. love a good ho- hoodie cool. personally. I think that's one thing in the the golf courses just adopted somehow, mm-hmm. some way. Like you know, here you wear country clubs. Like you got to make sure your shirt's tucked in. Now it's like no collars, hoodies you can wear. Um, so that's where ours is next. But I can tell you that I do have mock-ups with some underwear and uh, pretty pumped about that. And nice. uh, bathing yeah. suits and bathing suits. Oh, nice. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, that all sounds great. Underwear would be really fun. Um, and how how old is your oldest kid? Yeah, so my daughter is uh, two and a half, and my son yeah. and her are eighteen months apart to the okay. day. So okay, hey, shout so, out to all the two under two parents out there. <laughs> it's it's tough. Uh, my daughter is going to be four, and my son is uh, eighteen months. So. Uh, we're yeah. definitely pretty close, but I asked that because my, my next question is, I feel like I got to ask everybody this. Um, have you, uh, uh, been dragged into Bluey on Disney? Uh, Blue's Clues? No, Bluey. It's a show about some Australian dogs. It's a cartoon, uh, on Disney. If you haven't, would 1000% recommend it. Yo, my, my daughter's all about the, um, like, she only gets, like, a half an hour, like, every couple of days. Like, we're strict over here, which causes more yeah. fucking stress. But <laughs> We're in the same boat. We're, we're Yo, in the she's, same uh, boat. She's, she's all about, like, Daniel Tiger, man. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of funny, too, because, like, if you, our affiliate program's called The Neighborhood, like, on my videos, I always say, like, hey, neighbors. And it's, like, one, I was trying to build this out, but then, like, my daughter hears me. She's, like, neighbors? Like, Daniel Tiger? I'm, like, no, no, you're not watching TV. Like, <laughs> I'm doing this right now. Uh, but I say Daniel Tiger, you know, respectfully, she we tested out Sesame Street for a little. But, you know, after yeah. that, she really didn't. Shout out to them for, like, four or five decades of Sesame Street. Yeah. Wild. Infinite <laughs> um, amounts of episodes. Yeah, but she she did she did Blues Clues a little bit. She she liked Peppa Pig, the books, but not really the 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 show. And then um what what was it called? The the dog show? Bluey. Blue uh, uh, yeah, it, it's all about Daniel Tiger up in this this house. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Bluey is Bluey's a great it's a really good we talk about Bluey a lot because it's a it's like it's really good. Like as a parent, just to sit and watch, like it's funny. It's really a 
almost a show about like a great way to parent and how to improv as a parent with your kids who do the craziest things. Man, uh, it's it, really fun. It's a kid's show yeah. for parents is what it is. Absolutely. I'm all about that. I know. Cause like my wife, um, she's a professional development. She used to be a, like a preschool director for a decade. And um, like, she's waiting till like they get old enough to start doing like the arts and crafts stuff. But we learn a lot, man. Like there are some great social media parents out there, like give you yeah. those necessary exercises. You, you, you mentioned one of the things on the database, like, you know, especially in June, like I'm in Texas, like going outside and playing with your kids. If you don't have a pool, it's, it's mission impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And like to keep yourself sane and like activities in the house, like I, I encourage people one to throw your ideas and I'll, I'll post them wherever I can on the database. But like, if you know, those little knickknacks, um, that, that, that's where the, that's where the jewels are. <laughs> For sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Nick, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us. Um, we're really excited to see what Forefathers is going to be doing down the line. Um, we love the products and we love everything that you guys are doing over there. Like I said, especially the database, it's, it's really amazing. Um, Again, thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. So, one, thanks for having me, right? And thanks for continuously doing what you guys are doing. You're you are building a community, um, and think of ours as just an extension. And we'll be back whenever you guys uh, want us. We're grateful for the opportunity. But don't forget, all your listeners, uh, BDE twenty five for twenty five percent off. Um, so hopefully, you guys can market that. Um, that would be extended for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a uh, Keep work, survive in advance, right? 100%. For everybody out there. It's like, we're all going through it. And um, it's a little, it's always a little bit easier. You can talk to people about it. And Nick, before you go, let them know where they can find you on socials. Yeah. Um, shopforfathers.com at shopforfathers on Instagram and um, TikTok. Uh, we love, I love posting pictures of our communities, our members um, in our polos with their families. Cause it's a, uh, it's, it's our virtues and values. So at the end of the day, uh, send the pictures inbound. We'll post them. And uh, yeah, let us know how, reach out with any requests or questions and uh, let us know how we can get better. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thank you again, Nick, for coming on. We really, really appreciated it. We hope that you guys enjoyed that interview. It was amazing just to, like I said, get to sit and talk with him about kind of everything all over the board, starting the company and whatnot. Um, we really appreciate it, um, and we appreciate you all for listening. So thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't already, give us a, a comment, a rate, a subscribe, um, a follow, whatever you may be, because um, that really helps us out. Uh, and thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. And hey, uh, we didn't mention it on the interview, but we are now officially sponsored by Forefathers Apparel. Uh, so if you go to Forefathers, which we'll include in the description as well as uh, included on the posts that we do uh, and use code BDE25, you get 25% off your purchase. So uh, go to Forefathers Apparel, pick something up, use code BDE25 and, uh, and get 25% off your purchase. Um, and uh, so thank you guys again so much for listening. Go follow us on our social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on, Insta on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Big Dad Energy Podcast on instagram and threads uh so go follow us on our social media and again thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate it we appreciate all your support uh it's made uh, all this possible so we thank you guys so much so i'm jared schmansky i'm joe lopez remember click your tongues twice before you use them
Dance. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.